So, this week's Bible drama is brought to you by Jacob, Leah, and Rachel. I personally am not in love with this story, and I wanted to make it known right off the bat. However, I will obediently teach it the way I planned, and we will all hope that the people with the torches and pitchforks won't find me this week. So, there's this song that keeps repeating in my head about Jacob. It's very popular around my TikTok. I'm not a singer, so I'm just going to tell you the words. They say, I want to start with your mama. She should have whooped your ass. So, with that being said, let's discuss Jacob. Jacob, later given the name Israel, is regarded as a patriarch of the Israelites and an important figure in Abrahamic religions, such as Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Jacob first appears in the book of Genesis, where he is described as the son of Isaac and Rebekah, and the grandson of Abraham, Sarah, and Bethuel. According to biblical account, he was the second born of Isaac's children, the elder being Jacob's fraternal twin brother, Esau. The two are representatives of two different grades of social order, Jacob being a pastoralist and Esau a nomadic hunter. Jacob is said to have bought his brother's birthright and with his mother's help. They deceived his aging father to bless him instead of Esau. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Rebecca. During her pregnancy, Rebecca was told by God that she would give birth to twins. Each of them would found a great nation, and Esau, the elder, would serve his younger brother. As it turns out, Jacob, by means of an elaborate double deception, managed to obtain his brother's birthright. Jacob then fled his brother's wrath and went to take refuge in an Armenian tribe in his ancestors' home of Haran. Along his way, Jacob received a special revelation from God. God promised Jacob lands and numerous offspring that would prove to be the blessing of the entire earth. So, Jacob arrives at this uncle Laban's home, where he fell in love with his cousin Rachel. So Jacob agreed to work for Laban for seven years in exchange to marry her. The seven years passed, and Laban decided to deceive Jacob, and gave Jacob Leah, Rachel's older sister, to marry instead. Jacob protested this, but Laban argued it wasn't custom to give the younger daughter in marriage first. So it was official. Jacob and Leah were to stay married. It's still heartbroken over Rachel. Jacob and Laban make a new deal. After seven more years of labor, Jacob could marry Rachel. And so he did. Jacob showed favoritism to Rachel and loved her more than Leah. God compensated for the lack of that love by allowing Leah 
to become pregnant first and actually close Rachel's womb for a time. There developed an intense rivalry between the two wives. In fact, at one time, the wives bartered over the right to sleep with Jacob. Genesis 30.16 says, When Jacob came from the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, You must come into me, for I have hired you with my son's mandrake. Which, okay, sounds totally Harry Potter, unless you actually know that a mandrake was a flower used as an aphrodisiac. Which also means knowledge is indeed power in times like these. So anyways, they laid together and Leah became pregnant. In the end, Jacob fathered 12 sons and a daughter. Reuben, Simon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Issachar, Zublin, Joseph, and Benjamin. Dinah was the only girl. This later formed the 12 tribes of Israel. After 20 years with Laban, Jacob and Leah and Rachel, now very wealthy, moved their family back to Canaan. As they were leaving Laban's house, Rachel decided to steal her father's terrapin, which also means household idols, and she lied about having them. As he drew closer to home, Jacob knew that he would have to face Esau again. He still feared Esau's anger, and he sent gifts to satisfy him before he arrived. The story of Jacob and Rachel ended tragically as Rachel died giving birth to her second child, Benjamin. Jacob and Leah's marriage lasted longer, but eventually Leah died too in Canaan. So here we are at the end of the story. However, I really struggled to understand what I was supposed to learn from this because honestly, I just didn't think I was getting it properly. Here's how I was seeing this. Jacob deceived Esau. In turn, Laban deceived Jacob. Leah and Rachel have a rivalry for love. Rachel won. The same Rachel, whose wound was closed thanks to God, steals from her father, and then lies about having them and dies in childbirth. So where was the great man? Why is this in here? According to the web, what we're supposed to learn from this story is God knows who you are. Jacob, because of his conniving deceitful ways, was estranged from his family. God doesn't need your help. And the stories of Jacob Joseph and Abraham, God promised to do something great, but each one was determined to fulfill their own destiny instead of waiting on divine timing. God has not forgotten about you. It is clear from the patriarchs that God does not forget us. God has a plan for your life. 
while Jacob was serving Laban for those 20 years, God's plan never diminished. God had a plan for Jacob's life, and it would be completed. God wants you to seek his face. In Genesis, it tells us Jacob wrestled with God. God wants us to come to a point where our relationship with him is more important than anything else. God also wants you to be obedient to him, no matter the circumstance. God visited Jacob and told him to return to his homeland. And Jacob did. Even when he feared Esau would kill him. But here, for me personally, is the big one. God will allow you to reap what you sow. We can see this in Jacob. He had a hard life. 20 years serving Laban. He was also fearful of Esau his entire life. And his children dishonored him because of his disobedience. It is true that God is merciful and that at the end of his life, Jacob received the blessings of God. But he also reaped a lot of negative things in his life because he sowed deceit and discord. If you know me on a personal level, then you know I believe wholeheartedly in an eye for an eye. Not because God just says, but because we all reap what we sow. By nature, I am a kind, compassionate soul, but to anger me is unwise. Stab me once, and I stab you back twice. And you know, I never feel guilt for this. And people really wonder why, or how that's even possible with me being me. And here's why. Because God probably warned you to not harm me. And you did it anyways. So to me, you are reaping what you indeed sowed. But mainly this week, I hope you learn from Jacob to hyper-focus on the daily choices you're making. To seek God's face for the love of everything holy. Stop being assholes and then wondering why bad things keep happening to you. I'm really excited to see who gets brought onto our path next week. Stay tuned!